1: Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. And we're just so excited about what the Word is helping us with. Every single arena of life, the Word is the answer. I said every single arena of life, every opposition, every circumstance, the Word is the answer. We just have to do our part to learn what the Word says, believe it, be doers of it. Amen. Throughout these broadcasts, I will refer to at times when my husband went home to be with the Lord, how our family handled that, how that played out in our lives in ministry, because it's a help for you to know these things, because the comfort we received, I want to pass on to those of you who maybe you've not faced what we've faced, or maybe you have faced it, and you go, I don't know if, I, if I'm handling it rightly. Um, Well, thank God for the help of the Word that we can know what the right answer is to that. Amen. Um, We've been redeemed from grief and sorrow. I said we're redeemed from grief and sorrow. That doesn't mean we won't weep at the time of an event, but it does mean we don't get in the wrong flow. We don't get under a heavy, burdensome, depressing flow of grief and sorrow. And Jesus bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows because grief and sorrow is such a detrimental flow that has such a negative life-stealing effect that it took the Godhead to come and deal with it. (laughs) Meaning this, you can't deal with it and come out better for it. It would push us down, but Jesus defeated it. Amen. He overcame it. And then we have to just know how to keep the door closed to that spirit of grief and sorrow that would try to dominate us Mm -hmm. at a time of tragedy or time of of testing trials. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not just when someone goes home to be with the Lord that that tries to enter Mm -hmm. that, you know, grief or sorrow will try to come in. But anytime our a circumstance shows up that's different than what we wish it to be. Whether it's the loss of a business, the loss of a home, of a marriage, a relationship. Um, what's the word say about that? Well, when we know the word, believe the word and act on it, it changes everything for us. I said, it changes everything for us. As I said, uh, in October of 2013, my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly. And, um, The Holy Spirit, though, had us in front of it in the sense of. um, He told me a couple of years before, he said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Why? Because peace is the flow that God offers us. Peace is a divine flow. And it has an overcoming ability in it. And so I just practiced peace. Meaning this, every thought that didn't lead me to peace, I rejected it. Every thought that robbed me of joy, I rejected it. I answered it. I refused to touch it in my thought life. And I had to practice it. And really the practice is not it is the practice of the doing it, but there's also the practice of recognizing what is not going to lead you to peace cuz some people aren't uh they're not so skilled at recognizing the thoughts that are that are opening the door to to wrong things. So that's part of the skill is recognizing wrong thinking and then addressing it. <laughs> Amen. Um, I want to read something. Let's go over to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one, because when you know what the word says, it authorizes you to respond differently than people who don't know what the word says. Because, uh, you know, people may love the Lord, but it doesn't always mean that they're taught. Mm -hmm. And we're all being taught. I mean, we're all learning. We certainly don't know it all, but I know this, that the more light he brings us into, the more light God brings us into, we're to walk in it. And sometimes not everybody else may be seeing that same light and that doesn't dismiss us from walking in it. So Philippians chapter one, verse 21, Paul is writing and he makes this statement. He said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So because we have been crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ, Uh, my life, his life. It just means that. That uh, I'm living, he's living his life through me. And I'm letting that life of him dominate through me. So to live is Christ. What's that mean? As long as I'm on this earth, Christ is getting his way through me. He's reaching others through us, right? So Paul said to live is Christ. Christ is going to be seen. Christ is going to be uh, the flow. But lo- notice this and to die is gain. Mm, gain. It didn't say it's loss. It didn't say it's loss. When a Christian dies, they gain, they don't lose. They gain, they don't lose. They gain, they don't lose. And I, maybe sometimes we need to reevaluate the wording we use
2: mm-hmm.
1: when we say, "Well, I lost a family member." Mm-hmm. Well, in the in the true sense of it, we didn't lose them. We know right where they're at. Right. They're not lost. Amen. The unsaved are lost. <laughs> the saved gain. Yes. Amen. Yes. I love something that one minister said years ago. He said, "For the Christian." Earth is the only hell we will know. But for the sinner, earth is the only heaven they will know. So for the Christian, earth is the lowest setting that we will ever again be in. From then on out, it's gain, baby. It's gain. Amen. To gain means better. It's better here it's better on, in heaven than on earth. Yes, and when sir. somebody goes to a better place, I mean, yes. that should not wreck us. It's
2: right. Right. It's
1: it should not be our undoing. Yes. But see, we have to think of heaven in those terms. Yes, um, what many times we would wish is that they were here longer than yes, they were. Yeah. I wish that for my husband. I wish he would have been here longer than he was. But I'm not going to let his gain diminish um, my thinking. I'm not going to think that he got robbed. He gained. He gained. And when the devil may say, Look, you lost, no, 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 he gained. His gain is not my loss. Amen. Amen. And so we have to think in terms of the word Mm -hmm. and we have to remember this earth is the shortest place we'll ever be anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When God says to die is for the Christian Mm -hmm. is gain. That means promotion, increase more than we ever had before. Amen. Amen. What if What if your spouse came home from work one day and said, long face, long face. Honey, what's the matter? I got promoted today. (laughs) Well, what's that mean for you? Greater income. (laughs) I set my own work hours. I get a company car. Mm -hmm. I get, you know, bonuses. Well, honey, why you said? I gained. (laughs) (laughs) No. Promotion, gain is not a place of sadness, right? We was, if, if you're going, what's the matter with you, right? You gained. When you gain, we're all elevated. Right. So we have to remember this. We have to deal with our thinking they gained. When someone leaves here and they go live in the presence of God. <laughs> You know, Dad Hagen, who uh, was our spiritual father, and um, he had the experience of going to heaven. He had seen heaven. Um, he said, never feel sorry for anyone who dies. Yeah. He said, because they wouldn't come back if you gave them the option to. Right. Right. I love the the story of one man. He um he was part of Dad Hagen's church when Dad Hagen pastored in the earlier part of his ministry before he started his traveling ministry. He pastored, I believe, for 12 years. And in one of his churches, there was one of the men in his church, a leading man, that um, had gotten injured on the job and died. And they got him going back. You know, they, they were able finally to move him to the hospital from the, the work site And um, basically, he had died during some span of that time. And um, his wife decided, you're not dying. And she got hold with her faith. And she prayed and rebuked death. And God met her request. And he came back. And he opened his eyes and he said, what did you do that for? <laughs> said he was so upset with her. He said I was running toward the city and you yeah. called me back. Yeah. Why did you call me back? <laughs> Why? He saw Gains. Yeah. For him to come back, he had to come back to Less. Yeah. And he was not happy about that. Right. And that's what Dad Hagen said. He said, never feel sorry for anyone who died. They wouldn't come back if they could. And you say, oh, they'd come back for me. I'm sure they loved you.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but gain right. is gain. <laughs> we have to remember this as the belie- for the believer. Nothing for the believer ends at the grave. Yes. Nothing ends there. Yes. Yes. And so we have to stop treating it as though it's an ending place. It's not, it's a transition place. Amen. They enter, it's an entering place for them to enter into rewards and to enter into greater glory. They gain. Amen. And know this, they're not just in your past. They are waiting for your eternity. They're in your future, in your eternity. Amen. And you won't ever be separated again at that point. Amen. Uh, So nothing ends at the grave. I so appreciate, and this I so remembered, of a woman. She was an older woman, been part of her church for years. She raised her children. She raised them to be Christians, but one of them backslid. And one of her sons went off into the business world, moved away, and he didn't live for God at all. And uh, when he was in his, I believe his mid-50s, he was diagnosed with a terminal condition and uh, he was given up to die. And he knew he was dying. And he said, you know, I want to go back and spend my last days with my mother. And uh, so they were able to transport him, get him back home. And uh, he said, Mama, the way you used to when we were little, read me the Bible again. And she did. And he recommitted himself to the Lord, came back into right fellowship with God. And a short time after that, he died. And um, they were concerned about her, her congregation that she was a part of. They were concerned because, of course, this was her son. She was a widow now and she lived by herself. And this son had died and they were concerned about how it would affect her. And so they had the funeral and uh, the day of the funeral, the congregation was there to support her. And um, she hadn't come in yet to the sanctuary where everyone else had gathered. And right before the funeral started, she came in and I love this. She came dancing down the aisle and she came dancing down the aisle and she said, he made it, he made it, he made it, he made it. it. it." Because see, for years he hadn't made it. He was off going the wrong direction. And to her, just that he gained heaven. You see, this shows, this shows how far someone's mind is renewed. How we think of of heaven, yes. how we think of their gain, yes. mm-hmm. it shows where uh, yeah. where we're, where we're mm-hmm. what we yeah. need to address yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: or maybe where we're we're increasing in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm and that renewing of the mind. And I so appreciated that, that it was not a down thing to her. For her her son to make heaven, what a great rejoicing time. Amen. And like I said, she realized that when her son went to heaven, she didn't lose him. He gained. He gained. Amen. And you know right where they're at, so they're not lost. You know, in, in all reality, um, especially um, for Christians that have family members that don't really, maybe, they might be born again, but maybe they don't know what you know mm-hmm. about the things of the Word, about the things of ministry. And I've thought this, uh, my husband and I, um, of course, been in the ministry for years. My husband was in the ministry almost 50 years before he went home to be with the Lord. And uh You say, well, you look good for that age. I'm not that age. I I need to clarify that. (laughs) He was 20 years older than me. So that's why, Uh, you know, I've only been in the ministry since about two, three years. ago. No, I'm I'm 61. There's no secret about that. I don't really care. But anyway, um, my husband, there were people of his relatives that got born again and as a result of his life and his ministry. Um, but they never really understood what he did. They didn't understand what he did in the ministry. They never understood the great blessing he was to the body of Christ. And one of the things I so appreciated is that when he had relatives that went home to be with the Lord before him, I thought they would really appreciate what he's doing in the earth from their place in heaven more than they appreciated it while they were on the earth because they didn't understand. Their view from heaven is so much clearer. And they're not independent of what we're doing. The Bible talks about they're watching from a grandstand. They're cheering us on in their race. So, although you don't see them, they're watching you. They're watching not every day of your life, but they're watching for the fulfillment of God's plan in your life. That's what they're interested in, that you're fulfilling what God planned for you yeah. and they're cheering you on. Amen. And Praise so I would recognize that even those who didn't understand what my husband did. Like I said born again, but they didn't understand ministry. They weren't part of ministry. Yeah. They they did not understand the scope of how he blessed people. How much more involved they are from that location than they were in this location of earth. Amen. Yes. Uh if and we have to we have to think right so that we rejoice right. Amen. Hallelujah. I was um I was talking to one gal one time, a minister's wife, and uh he had died, and um she was she was really struggling with that, you know, and and I can understand that naturally. Um and I love something she prayed after about a year, and she said, Jesus, I'm really not doing any better over a passing of time. I'm I'm really not. And she knew. She said, I know it's on my side. I'm not processing this right. I'm not thinking right. And she told me about it personally. She said, I said to him, Jesus, if you were in my position, what would you be doing differently than I'm doing? And I thought, that's a good question. That's a good way to word it. That's a good way to word it. And he answered. And he said, if I were in your position, I would not be focusing on what I've lost. I would be focusing on what they gained. See, it's all about a switch of attention, a switch of focus. Amen. And, uh, when they're not here, I understand there's adjustments you make. Sure. But if we think right, we make those adjustments better. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. I remember um, years ago, we started our Bible school um, back in the 90s. And um, we have a full-time Bible school. And when it was only in its part-time format in the nineties, there was an older woman who was part of the Bible school. She had come to be a student and um, she was driving cross country to go visit a relative. And uh, she was driving by herself and she fell asleep and um, she had an accident and was killed. And I remember when I got a phone call from my office and told me about that. And she was a student. She was not someone that you know, was if I could say this, someone that we hung out with, went to dinner with, we didn't have a personal relationship in the sense of spending time with her personally, but just as her, one of the student body. And I remember I was in the car when somebody called me and told me about that. And I had, and I was parked in a parking lot. I was, I had pulled up in front of a store and I was sitting there when I got the call And I was sitting there and I remember such a wave of grief came and I recognized that doesn't even make sense because it's not like someone who I was intimately acquainted with. This was someone I was uh, generally acquainted with, but not intimately, but there was such a heaviness and a darkness of that thing. And uh, I I started asking, I said, God, did I miss something? Should I have perceived something that I didn't? Was there something on my end? And I noticed the more I asked that, the heavier that became, the darker that became. What was it? Uh Self-blame, condemnation, accuser of the brethren. You didn't do this. You should have done that. You could have done that that comes with that grief and sorrow. If he can get you buying into that condemnation, that self-accusation, that's an open door to grief and sorrow. And I remember sitting there in that parking lot and noticing I'm not going the right direction. I'm up in this mental arena. I'm, this was, year, like I said, in the 90s. And I flipped directions and I went this way. I turn toward my spirit. Uh I turn, because the Holy Spirit's in there. He's in my spirit. If I'm going to hear him, I need to turn toward him. People don't hear him many times because they don't turn toward him. Mm -hmm. They've turned toward their minds. He's not speaking there. Now, what he says will float up and enlighten your mind, but it doesn't come from your mind. It comes from down here. So to hear him turn toward him, that's his invitation to speak. If someone walks in a room and there's a, a lot of people in a room and someone has their back to you and they never approach you, then you're not invited to speak to them. Right? But if they come up to you, they turn toward you, then that is their invitation to speak to you. Turn toward the Holy Ghost, invite him to speak. We can't turn our back to him. In the sense of we've got our attention on what we feel, we've got our attention on our minds, our own thoughts, and then we have our back to him and wonder why we don't hear him Mm -hmm. because we've not invited him to say something. He's a perfect gentleman. He's not rude. He won't speak uninvited. So that's what I did that day. I turned toward him. When I turned toward him, he spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, where is she right now? And I said, well, she's in heaven. He said, could you not be thankful? That she's not in hell? Yes, I could be thankful for that. And so I said, Father, I thank you. Thank you for salvation. Jesus, thank you for the great price you paid. Because every one of us, if Jesus tears is coming, we're going to go the way of the grave. But thank you that she didn't go, she's not in the grave of hell. She's in the place of heaven. And, I'm, and so I spend time thanking God and all of a sudden that heaviness lifted. I realized that that grief and sorrow doesn't need it to happen with someone you're closely acquainted with. You just, get, you just think wrong and that grief and sorrow will come. It was thinking wrong. It wasn't proximity of how close they were to my life. And uh, just wrong thinking was opening the door to the grief and sorrow by feeling like I was responsible. And you know, uh, maybe we've missed some things. Maybe we've missed some things about some leadings of God, but we know this, we're still not the destroyer. Satan comes to steal. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Even if we missed something of a leading of God, it was Satan that, that's the author of that, that, right. that tragedy, that heartbreak. Yes, right. And he's not going to throw the blame on me.
2: Right. On. On.
1: He's the destroyer. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. And God will never throw the blame on you as the destroyer. You're not the destroyer. Yes. So don't let the devil push you down yes. with you should have done something more. You could have done something yes. more. Yes. Amen. Yes. If we do miss it, we just repent and go on. Yes. I said, if we do miss it, because yes, yes. sometimes we've missed it. I've missed yes, some things. Yes. Uh, maybe some of you have missed some things. We just repent and we go on and we forgive ourselves, but we're still not the source of the destruction. Uh, come on. that's, good. Oh, that's, that's cool. a, And that, that that's, that's a sign to Satan and him only. Yeah, right. Amen. Yes. So I saw this, that it was important that I think right about her, mm-hmm. that she gained mm-hmm. so that I didn't stay in the wrong place and get taken advantage of by wrong thinking. What is it that was opening the door to that grief and sorrow on me? It was the way my attention turned. What my attention turned toward is what got movement. So it's very important at a time of emergency. It's very important at a time of heightened circumstances, what does your attention go to? And if you recognize, you say, Pastor Nancy, I recognize my attention has gone and been on the wrong thing. Well, you can change your attention right now. You can pick your attention up and put it on the right thing. Amen. Amen. We can become heavenly minded. Amen. Think about it in terms of how heaven sees it. Think of it in terms of how heaven thinks about Those, those times. You know, the word says this, that precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his saints. And I said to, I said to God when my husband went home to be with the Lord, I said, uh, it's, it's precious to you that he's with you. No, it wasn't your plan of the timing, um, but it's still precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his saints. That's how he sees it. And I said, I refuse to grieve over what's precious to you. I refuse to feel cheated by what is precious to you. Amen. We have to think right. I said, we have to think right. The word helps us think right. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so grateful that we are able to come to you. Um, And even get these products into your hand, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. It's our book. Uh, We want to get it into your hands. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org and order your copy. But another reason we're able to come to you is because of the generosity of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. That they sow this airtime to us. So we ask you, if you're not already a partner, pray about becoming a partner with KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries today. And that helps keeping broadcasts like mine and other programmers coming into your home 24 hours a day with the Word that brings us life. Amen. And you can go to kcm.com and sign up to become a partner today. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God
2: bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at Ministries.org. In this book, Peace, Living Free from Worry, Nancy Dufresne teaches us how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order this book now at Ministries.org. If you would like to share a testimony or let us know how this ministry has blessed you, we would love to hear from you